Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Drivers. I am Dan, again, joined by Linus. Linus, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, good weekend of racing, so uh, got a few things to talk about tonight, so that's it's good. How are you? I am. Seeing your favorite driver win in person is as close to a religious experience as you can get, I think. It is It is absolute amazing. I mean, I, I got home at two o'clock in the morning yesterday, but I, I felt awake. I was ready to go. It's even now, man, it's just, uh, it's wonderful. Plus it was a great race. Like you said, I, you know, multi-car wrecks, uh, pit strategy played out. Uh, Kevin Harvick, uh, snapped a 65 race losing streak. Uh, Bubble Wallace finished second. We, Christopher Bell was up front, um, so it was it was a good day overall. Plus, Ty Gibbs won uh, Saturday's Xfinity race. So, uh, yeah, the Xfinity race. Let's start there. Uh, overall, Noel Grayson kind of dominated that. Um, kind of what we expect from an Xfinity race out there, but overall, it was a pretty decent race. Yeah, it was uh, not very eventful. Uh, two cautions for a cost again, like last week. Um, a spin, and I think it was... And I mean, there were, were no major incidents in the whole final stage went green again. I think that's the second week in a row. Um, so that was pretty good. I had some different strategies, um, different leaders, a lot of different people up in the lead. Alfredo led a lap. Um, Josh Berry got to lead a few laps in Austin Hill, so um, but obviously Ty Gibbs showing up right at the middle of the race and then coming back to the front uh, towards the end to to win the whole thing. So um, he showed up when it mattered the most and obviously <laughs> drove away quite a bit there at the end, scored some good points and uh, closing in uh, on Almendinger in the championship. It's a it's a shame that his last name is Gibbs because we know where he's going, you know, like imagine yeah. this kind of driver, but with no association with anybody, because the, the sky would be the limit. You would have organizations shelling out as much as possible to get him. But I, this kid's future is bright. We've been saying it. He's maturing every week. He, he is battling through adversity every week. Um, I don't know, man. I think if this kid stays another year in Xfinity, he's probably going to break records. Yeah, um, definitely. But at the same time, considering how he's done in the Cup, I think we're going to get to that in a bit here. But I wouldn't be surprised if there actually are teams trying to sign him for next year in Cup already, just in case JGR won't let him drive in Cup next year. But, you know, that probably all depends on the Bush brothers, what's happening with both of them. Yeah, I, um, I, but if, if he stays in the Xfinity series, I think he's going to get a couple more wins next year than he's had this season. And I mean, he's already got five this season. <laughs> so if you're going to get more than that, he's going to win almost like half the races that season. Um, and if he doesn't win a championship this year, obviously he'll be the favorite again next year. Um, but that's the thing with this format, you know, if you make it to the final four, that's basically the goal. And then the final race, anything can happen. Um, but still, though, he's still sitting third in the in championship. So he's still got some work to do here over the last next few weeks. But um, 
just 28 points behind Allmendinger now for the regular season championship. So, I mean, we're going, we're going up. back. Are they racing at Richmond next week? Um, I think they are. I mean, he's good there. You know, that's probably going to be win number six. I, like, no, I, they're actually not. They're racing Watkins Glen and oh, Daytona. Okay. Well, he would get a win there if he went there. Um, oh, he might get a win in the Cup Series. You never know. Yeah. Hey, if he races again, which uh, I think maybe they're with Kurt Busch, they're saying he's still experiencing concussion-like symptoms. I just don't think they want to say he has a concussion. Yeah. Uh, because that, that reflects poorly on the new car, but that's definitely what it sounds like, especially a driver like Kurt. I Unless it's serious, I don't think he would be out of the car for three weeks in a row, you know? And especially not with the playoffs coming up. You know, he they would not do this if they didn't absolutely have to. Um, that would be just silly and like sponsors and him and the team. You know, everyone's suffering from this, even though Ty Gibbs is doing a heck of a job. But uh, yeah, here's a here's a crazy thought. What if both Bush brothers just retire this year and start their own cup team? Um, I mean, why not? Yeah, no, that, that could work. I don't see why not, but you know, I don't think it's going to happen. But it's it's a possibility. I was just thinking, like you know, Kyle Busch has had probably one of his worst seasons. I mean, his win, he he just won that because Chase Briscoe doesn't know how to remain calm when he's racing for the lead. Um, and then on top of like he was he was at that mass shooting at Mall of America. Maybe maybe he's just like you know what I'm done. I'm done. I got the money and Kurt just retires and, you know, Bush brothers racing. Let's go. I'm here for it. That would be great. Yeah. Um, with Brexton growing up as well, he's going to do more and more racing. So you never know. Um, but it seems like he wants to keep racing for at least another couple of years, but who knows if his brother is out after the season because of the concussion or don't even come back for the end of the season, that might change his mind. I mean, you know, that's a very real possibility, too. It seems like Kurt Busch is just kind of realizing that he's old. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. maybe maybe he's just like, you know what? I already won a race this year. I, you know, made a very special moment for this team. Ty Gibbs. So I don't know. Um, other than that, yeah, the Xfinity race, not a whole lot happened. Uh, other than Ty Gibbs kind of showing that he's the future. Yeah. Um, junior Motorsports as well finished winning their, was it 25th stage of the season? Yeah. Which is uh, sort of unreal. Noah Gregson's got 10. Allgaier has six. Barry has six. Sam Mayer's got two. Yeah. That's uh, 24. That adds up to, unless they got a stage win with somebody else as well. And the amazing um, part is, is that so. they're all putting up wins. They're all putting up stage points. It's not like Hendricks in 96 or 97. Yeah, they got 15, 16 wins, but most of that was one driver, you know? Like, it seems like they are just putting out good equipment and they have good drivers who know how to uh, put that to work on the track. Yeah, uh, I'm looking now. And of the drivers who scored points in the Xfinity Series, 
8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They've got 15 stage wins altogether. If you count out the top three, and the top three are Gregson, Olger, and Berry. And just Olger and Berry have got 12, and then Gregson with another 10. <laughs> so they've got 22 amongst the, them all, and the rest of the field is 15. So um, when it comes to stages, JRM is just dominating that stat, which has been known for quite a while. Um, yeah. They've got eight wins um, between them as well. So it seems like the unexpected is what's preventing them from winning every race yeah and you know aj allmendinger on road courses but what can you do about that yeah um i mean if, if they can keep this up i'm pretty sure they're gonna have well at least two cars in the playoffs maybe even three because all these stage points they're racking up with these wins and the extra playoff points they're getting that could very well help them get through at least the first round and maybe even the second round Unless, um, unless Mayor wins, I see the the final four being Barry Gregson and Algaier, and then probably Ty Gibbs. Yeah, it's I. That's what it's looking like. I'm not saying Sam Mayer is, you know, a bad driver. It's just so far he hasn't put up a win yet. Those guys win. The other three win at anywhere and. The, the playoffs is going to be a playground for them, I think. But unless Sam Mayer can start winning, I don't see him making the final four right now. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely going to need that first win. He's got five weeks to get it uh, if he wants to get it before the playoffs. The first round of the playoffs would be the perfect timing for him to do it. Um, but he's sitting in uh, ninth still, so... He's, yeah. Uh, he's, he's sitting pretty safe. I mean, he's uh 131 points ahead of Sheldon Creed in 13th and should Creed get a win or somebody else he's still you know 60 points to the good so um I I don't think Mayer has to worry just yet but if we start seeing some new winners in uh in the Xfinity series here over these next couple of weeks Mayer is definitely gonna need to get a win there but there are quite a few people down there who needs to start worrying like Daniel Hemrick, Landon Castle uh, Ryan Sieg is in 12th, then Creed and Alfredo and Brandon Brown are just outside of the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, Landon, and neither of them are going to make it in on points as it looks now. They're all going to need a win. Landon Castle's best uh, best drive of the season was in the school bus at Charlotte Race. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was uh, quite something. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we got Bristol coming up. Sam Mayer got his first truck win there. So, that's always a good spot, but there's tracks where, you know, JRM is good at who knows. I, that's, that's a ways away in terms of racing. So somebody can turn on between now, Sam Mayer can start, you know, uh, getting checkered flags. It's, but right now it's Gregson's on fire, Barry's on fire and uh, Al Geyer's on fire too. And the dangerous part is all three of those drivers are good at Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't think there is anyone who I think has a chance to qualify for the final four who is not good at Phoenix. But obviously, those three might be, you know, a little bit better than the rest. Um, but, you know, still five races left until the playoff starts. So anything can happen. 
And as we've seen with Kurt Busch, just the one incident can take out one of these guys for the rest of the season. So um, just have to wait and see. And if Jeb Burton and Brandon Brown were to win a race each year, you know, they told us coming up a short track, a couple of short tracks coming up and a road course, you know, this, this whole playoff picture will get thrown straight out the window, at least for the guys racing for spots by going in on points further down. But I think the top three or four there. Yeah. it's we're, We seem to agree on who's going to be five of the four guys with a chance to get into the final four. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, AJ Allmendinger is always going to be a threat. Uh, Austin Hill, I, he's shown, you know, potential. Definitely. So it, there's a lot of what ifs, but it just really seems right now is that, you know, four drivers have been kind of dominant all year. Yeah. So, I yeah. Um, anything else on the Xfinity race? Mm, well, we saw uh, the 34 car doing pretty good again with Kyle yeah. Weatherman behind the wheel. Uh, got a 16th place finish. Uh, didn't score any stage points, but he... Uh, he was around there for a lot of the race. I don't think he uh, he dropped down the order much at all, um, unlike when some other people are driving that car. So, um, I mean, it's it's just a matter of time before they start putting him in there on a weekly basis, I think. Um, but if he were to get a full season in that car next year or in a better car, um, I don't see why he wouldn't be, you know, yeah, uh, within in the talks to be racing for... Uh, for a spot in the playoffs. I mean, he's going to be down there amongst around the bottom 12, but he's stringing together some decent results here. So with some consistency, he could definitely, you know, be contending for playoffs if he got a full season in the car. With that nine car, probably going to have an opening. Dale Jr. sees everything. He picks talent from everywhere. So that's always an opportunity to, but, uh, yeah, let's uh, talk about the cup race, man. Um, started late because of rain. I don't know if they mm-hmm. showed the rain on television, but it was a torrential downpour for about five minutes. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but um, they did a good job drying it up. You know, during the American commercial breaks, we get these camera shots over the track where you can see the jet dryers coming and in front of them it's you know it's like a mirror on the on the track and then as they go by all of a sudden it's all just gone and then they go another time and it's just bone dry so uh it's an amazing uh, invention well whatever the, you call it and you know, yeah we got the race started not too late so thankfully i was able to watch it all even though it ran a bit late for me but uh yeah it was a great race yeah i um like i when the rain stopped i went out on track i was just like oh my i should maybe consider walking back to my car and then we went like got pizza to eat and uh it was like maybe 15 minutes came back and like almost everything was was dry like they Mm -hmm. got right to it um christopher bell wins the first stage overall is you know pretty good stage uh had Bubba Wallace out front for a good part of it until the competition caution and pit strategies started playing out. Uh, overall, good race. Toyota's up front for most of the day. 
Yeah, much like expected, you know, they qualified. They had all their six drivers in the top 11, including Ty Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, at the start. So, and they stayed up there for a lot of the race. Um, didn't score that many stage points because of strategy, I guess, and other things. Um, well, both Hamlin and uh, Bell won stage points or won yeah. stages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bubba, who was up front most of the race, he didn't score a single stage points, for yeah. example. Um, Ty Gibbs was not in the top 10 at the end of any of the stages. So, uh, I think Bubba's strategy was just to win the race. You know, he's not yeah. going to get on if he starts building up points. No, he, he needs to win desperately. So that was probably the right call. But um, yeah, quite a lot of different leaders uh, as usual these days. Uh, no one really dominating until the very end when Kevin Harvick took off. Um, but Bell and Hamlin winning the stages, like you said. Um I lost their name. The one in the 99 track house racing Daniel being up front one, two yeah. for, for a while. That was uh, pretty cool. Seeing them work together to. Uh, yeah. Drive was away a three car from... pack. That was all yeah. good racing. Like we was that were Kyle Larson. They were racing. Um, At one point it was no? Kyle Larson, Chastain Suarez. And then it was yeah. like Denny Hamlin, Bell Chastain. Like it was very good uh, racing up front and in the back too. Uh, I, you know, I'm a Kevin Harvick guy. So I was watching him move up through the front, uh, in the first stage. And I thought to myself, maybe, maybe he could win here, but maybe not. And, you know, there is one restart where he was second. And then all of a sudden, uh, that final restart, uh, in the, the final stage, man, he was up front and he just kind of said goodbye to everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, when he took the lead uh, 38 laps ago, he he kept it for the rest of the race. So he uh, he definitely turned on and got the fast car at the right time and never looked back. And uh, was it 65 races? Yeah. Since he had his last win uh, just before the playoffs, you know, when only winners get in, he got knocked out of the playoffs last time we had a first-time winner, I think, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And now... He comes back, becomes the first-time winner himself for the season, qualifies for the playoffs, and uh, he's in a position that I don't think he's uh, he's going to be knocked out e- either, even if we get like 18 winners. So he's he's in a very good spot, saved his season, definitely there. And after running all of last year without a win, I think this uh, this is a great turning point, not only for the four car, but for the whole organization. Because if they would have gone yeah. into the playoffs without Kevin Harvick, I think they would have struggled um and also he's he's been kind of coming on fire the past couple of weeks getting some top tens being up front so like you know part of me says like this is the turning point we we could see him clock off a couple of wins or this could be it but he looks pretty good right now and it wasn't just like because of you know pit strategy he was up there for a better part of the day and then when uh, opportunity knocked, he was able to take it. When that caution came out in between green pit cycles, uh, green flags uh, pit cycles, he was able to, you know, it just worked out for him. So, plus uh, the the audience was pretty pretty appreciative of it. I don't know if that's because they like Kevin Harvick or because Bubba Wallace 
he prevented Bubba from getting in victory lane. But either way, people were pretty happy about it. Yeah, but I think when uh, when a top driver like that doesn't win for a long time, you know, more and more people want him to start winning. And uh, when that finally happens, I guess you get a cheer. But I think uh, Bubba being in second had something to do with that as well. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's a long time coming and he's not called a closer for nothing. And he definitely showed up here yesterday why why they call him the closer so i think right. uh now that he finally got that first win again he's gonna be uh i i was expecting him to go well like well while he was in the playoffs i was expecting him to go out maybe in the round of 12 yeah um but now that he qualified again by win you know there is no telling how far he's gonna go i don't think he's gonna make the final four but round of eight definitely especially with how late the win came I mean, there's there's a lot of tracks in the playoffs where he's good at uh, and coming up too. I think the only one uh, where he wouldn't be a factor would be Watkins Glen because, you know, career-wise, he hasn't been good at the road courses. But as sky's the limit if he continues momentum. If he, you know, if it's over here, that's cool. But I feel like his team's building and he's starting to get strong again. I think it was 2019, he had a pretty terrible season. Then he, he ticked off a win at New Hampshire, and then he won like three or four more. So that's mm-hmm. what I hope is going to happen, but who knows? I mean, I was I was at Richmond in April when he got second place, so I, I feel like Kevin Harvick's team should reach out to me and ask me to go to every race. Yeah, that would uh, that would be something. But uh, is yeah, it's still still a long way to go. One of the cooler experience about races is because I live, I live kind of off of I ninety in Ohio. So coming back all night, stopping to get food, rest areas, there's just filled with fans from Michigan, and I'm wearing my Kevin Harvick shirt. So everybody is like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. It's you know, going to races, there's nothing like it. There, especially if it's a good race and a good time. There is, I, I've been to football games. I've been to baseball games, hockey games. To me, nothing beats a NASCAR race. Yeah, the atmosphere is just, is great. You know, everyone's there to have a good time, and most people, you know, they don't really hate on a driver. They're happy almost whatever happens. And after the race, you know, if if you want to hang out somewhere, grab a barbecue with someone in the tailgate, tailgate, you know, people are up for everything. So, Oh yeah. I, especially it's just Michigan, like their, their policy is like, put it in a cooler. We don't care, you know? So it's, it's always a fun time. The fans like in the comment sections, they're nasty, but in person at a race, they're, they're usually very, respectful is the word mm-hmm. i want to use so yeah. then again riley wore a yas car shirt and they they got a couple of stares from older men but other than that you know a lot of kids like yeah i love your shirt that's awesome so but yeah. michigan's michigan's one of my favorite tracks and i enjoy going there so i will probably be back next year after especially after the race yesterday yeah, it's uh, um, 
people were expecting from what i saw at least on social media a lot of people were expecting it to be single file and no passing but uh i think um i think yesterday proved with this new car as well that even this track has gotten better with this car you know they can run a lot of lanes even though they didn't really use the resin yeah as much as probably nascar wanted them to um it still turned out to be a pretty good race it seemed to be hard to pass at times but um especially towards the end but the racing overall i think was really good i think this is going forward because we're not i mean we saw one blown tire yesterday the tire issues are kind of starting to equal out that we've seen but i think going forward the race we saw yesterday is going to be the kind of race we're going to see here on out like going to be close racing but we're not going to have 17 cautions and all that but which i'm good with i mean overall yesterday was a fun race to watch uh edge of our seats for most of the time like it it was good you know yeah and speaking of cautions um the first caution for cost then (laughs) <laughs> staying out for some odd reason on the competition caution was jj ailey um in rickware racing car with no sponsorship that's just to, supposed to finish um whoever made that call i think is gonna make brett griffin's what an idiot this week on dbc yep uh funny about that is guy sitting next to me had his two sons and they've never been to race before so i was like hey man what you need to do is wait until the green flag waves and then go down to the front fence and have your kids just stand right by there when they come out of that turn. So he did right when they got into turn two caution. I was like, Oh man, that sucks. (laughs) But, but they stayed down there. One of the guards down there, let them stay down there. And his kid kids came back and they both had like specks of rubber on their face. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's awesome yeah uh but yeah jj Ailey staying out um getting tight or whatever happened in the corner you know causing a massive stack up taking out several good cars yeah um what was the reactions in the stands when that happened apart from the obvious cheering for a big wreck oh yeah when they showed the 18 on there uh that there's a huge cheer <laughs> especially Obviously. when he when he drove by but uh Everybody stood up because it's one of those wrecks you don't expect at Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. So it everybody was excited. I mean, the crowd stood on their feet for two laps around. You know how everyone usually sits down after one. But yeah, the side-by-side racing we saw off the restarts were really good. I, overall, uh, every fan left there very happy. Yeah, um, and then there was one more. I mean, oh, in that wreck as well, Cendric took a pretty big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just yelling at him, like, take your window net down. I don't want another driver hurt, but I think it, he brought it down pretty quick. He just yeah. got his window out of him, I think, but that was... Uh, when they showed the replay of him getting hit, the audience was, you know, the general reaction was, ooh. But, yeah yeah they... i mean that whole that whole thing should have just been avoided you know there was no reason for that car to be in that position uh but hey. i mean i get it there have been some races where like jj yelly 
Yaley finished in the top 20 and that car's finished in the top 20. So, hey, let's take a risk. Yeah, but, but Jesus Christ, 20. Man, not, yeah, not on lot 20 and not at Michigan. No. So, um, but yeah, Ty Gibbs did a good job going through that. I don't know if you saw that on the replay, but mm-hmm. he. He didn't really. He didn't just look through there. He literally drove his way through that wreck, yeah, bumped he, someone out of the way, and just got through somehow. I have no idea, but he, he's doing a great job for having been in that car in two previous races. At one point, he was running second, and I, I turned to the guy next to me. I was like, "Are we about to see Ty Gibbs get his first win?" Like, <laughs> he would have been up there if he didn't. Uh, what was it? Speeding on pit road. Yeah, I think he got a speeding penalty. If he didn't have that, he he probably would have finished top five or at least top ten. Uh, yeah, well, he did finish top ten. So. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, he got tenth. I saw a video of him when he got out of the car after the race on social media, and he literally threw his helmet and uh, Hans device and uh, head protection, whatever you call it, straight in through the window like he was mad. So. Uh, but without that penalty, he would definitely have had a shot to get a top five. And, you know, people saying he's not ready for a cup yet and whatever. And in the post race, they were saying, well, he's ready, but him going into cup, that's going to be like a high school footballer going straight into the NFL as a starter, you know, but he 16th, 17th. And guys yesterday, I yeah. saw him holding up Kevin Harvick, the race winner. Like, yeah, this guy is a a NFL level quarterback playing in college. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he's young. That's what prevented him from from being up front at the end of the race. He he has every right to be mad. I he cost himself that a hundred percent. Yeah. When Denny Hamlin we knew uh Denny Hamlin had a pit road penalty because the entire place cheered and applauded. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um man sky's the limit for gibbs i you know at the beginning of the season he was wrecking everybody and not making good decisions but whatever grandpa said to him man that kid has fired it up i mean he has what two top 20 finishes and now a top 10 yeah that's, and you know he's not he's not caused any trouble whatsoever in the stars that he's had and I mean if if Kurt Busch does not come back I see this guy running the rest of the season even though that's probably going to take him out of the eligibility to be rookie of the year next season yeah. I don't think he cares because if he can get 15 races in cup this season and be ready to go full time next year you know, that's going to that's gonna be huge for both him and JGR because then he's basically going to have half a season in Cup for free because of Bush going out and they're going to save a whole year on developing him because I think those 15 races, especially with it being the playoffs as well, when guys are more on edge, that's going to be enough for him to start competing up front regularly. And, I mean, I mean he's already competing up front. So And a car that a lot of veteran drivers haven't figured out yet. His three-race snapshot is better than, like, MTJ's whole season. Mm -hmm. It's... uh, Cup guys should be be nervous if this guy gets a full-time start next year. What's... I mean, if he continues to be in that car, we get to see him at a variety of tracks. 
Yeah. Friday um, tracks that he's going to be good at. We haven't seen him on a mile and a half yet. What's that going to look like? Yeah. Um, and Watkins Glen, you know, a road, another road course coming up. Now he's had a road course race in this car. So, I mean, if he does all these last races, there's 13 remaining. I don't see why he couldn't get a win already this right. season. I mean, that is a stretch, but he showed speed already yesterday. So with a little bit of luck and, you know, good momentum, he could definitely get a win already this season. That would be that would be pretty huge. And if if he does these remaining races and still don't get a full-time ride for JGR next season, I think some other team is going to give him an offer that he cannot refuse. So. I mean- the chances are Tony Stewart's already in his inbox. Like, hey, man, screw your grandpa. Yeah, I mean, it it would be fun to see what's going on behind the scenes there. But oh, yeah. uh, in the end, I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. But I think there are other teams there pushing it, trying to force Joe Gibbs almost to pick him up. You, you know, know. Um, yeah, Joe Gibbs is probably texting him every day. You know, grandpa loves you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that again, generational talent. I that kid's got something that a lot of drivers do not have. Even guys yeah. at Racing Cup right now. He is f- actively figuring out this car. Um he was like we said, he was racing with all the veterans yesterday. It's everybody wants to be mad that he's a silver spoon and stuff. Yeah, is that how he got the Gibbs car in Arca? Yep, but you know what's keeping him there? What's going to put him into a cup car? His skills, 100%. Yeah. So the uh, Chastain Christopher Bell incident, you must have had a front row seat for that almost. Yeah, oh yeah. It happened right past where you were. So even though you saw it kind of from behind a little bit, but how did that look? Uh, Um, it, It looked like Chastain didn't lift again. You know, yeah, well, like, I mean, he had he had no reason to. I mean, he ended up putting himself in the wall, but Bell comes across his nose, so he's got no reason to lift. But still, I mean, he could have lifted a little bit and saved both of them. Now he put himself in the wall too. So that's one of those. Like a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, people with scanners were saying that Bell didn't see him and went up into him. But from my perspective, it just kind of looked like, again, Chastain just try, trying to hit send for what, a third or fourth position? Mm-hmm. So I didn't see his post-race interview, so I, I don't know. But uh, another incident involving Chastain, that's what, the 11th or 12th this season? Regardless if Chastain is fully to blame i don't think he is but that's still that's still way too many incidences in the cup season yeah um i don't know coming to the playoffs chastain cannot keep doing that like if he does that in one race in the playoffs i could ruin his whole run because that's that's a bunch of points that he lost you know he got ended up 24th and if he just lifts off the throttle a little bit, obviously he's going to cut the guys on slack and he's going to gain the position, but Chastain is still going to keep his position rather than go in the wall and get damaged. 
Um, and now because of this, he ended up behind BJ McLeod, Cody Ware, Josh Bilicki, Corey LaJoy, and Austin Hill, you know, just to name a few. Um, and that's guys he can beat with a blindfold Yeah, on any given day. But now he lost out points. So now here, sure, it's okay. He might lose his spot in the end in the standings, which could cost him a playoff point. But if you're doing it in the playoffs, that could cost you your whole championship run. So, yeah, I mean, Bell wasn't clear, but Chastain needs to race a little bit smarter come the playoffs if he's going to go anywhere. Ross put him in that position. Uh, but, yeah, I – that's the second second race I've been to this year, and the second time I've seen something because at Richmond it was a uh, Chastain just hitting send into Blaney's bumper going into turn two. So yeah. I don't know. He's a great driver, and Justin Marks has already said he's behind him, but he seems to be costing more money than he's earning because then that's multiple drivers out there if they're behind chastain during a race in the playoffs are they gonna pass him clean probably not no he's uh <laughs> the longer this goes on as well the harder he's gonna get it with other drivers in the playoffs um so i mean we'll see that he's fast he's winning races so i guess that's making up for it but still he I needs mean, to stop making enemies because he has a team owner that's like, yeah, good boy. You're doing good. You know, he's not doing anything wrong. If my driver isn't trying to do everything to win, then I don't, you know. Yeah. So it's just at some point enough is going to be enough. But yeah. um, Didn't hear a lot of the pit road penalties, but I know there was quite a few like as Denny Hamlin, um, Chastain had an uncontrolled tire too, didn't he at one point? Yeah, that, uh, I think that was at the same time as all those others. I think there were three different penalties at once yeah. or something. Um, so they, they all kind of matched up with each other. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, it was an uncontrolled tire for him and then the speeding for Gibbs. And I'm not sure what happened to Hamlin. Most the last guy, I guess, but I was um, doing something guys, else. Too many yeah, guys. That, that's it. Too many guys over the wall. I was doing something else at that point, so I didn't really hear what they said. I just saw all of them together think, getting penalized. I think it was they had an uncontrolled tire, but it went into an empty pit box, so that nullified the penalty. But then they hit them with an extra guy who went over the wall to get the tire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's one way to do it <laughs> nascar is like we don't know how it's gonna happen but we're gonna screw hamlin today mm-hmm. oh my god overall uh good race got mission or not michigan richmond next week uh first night race in a while it seems right especially a saturday night race yeah mm. Sunday, no, it's Sunday night, 3 p.m. Actually, yeah. Oh, it's not. I a thought night. it was going to be a night race. Yeah, but no. Oh, not man. this season. I would not go to that race if it's not a night race, man. In August in Virginia, that 
I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a good schedule scheduling idea, you know? Yeah, I went there in uh, April a few years ago, and that was pretty hot. So I can only imagine what in August is going to be like. Um, well, I went to the September night race last year, and it was still 88, 90 degrees for most of the race. Like, it was it was warm. It wasn't too bad, but I can't imagine during the day in August. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's going to be um, hot and slick. Let's see who uh, is able to perform well there when i was there in 17 i think it was joey logano pretty much dominated and ended up winning but became the first encumbered winner ever in nascar as they were calling them then so um that was something to to witness the first driver who didn't win or the first winner to not win or however you want to put yeah. it um but yeah He's always been quicker there, there, the Toyotas, obviously always showing up at Richmond as well. Um, last time around, Hamlin won. Hamlin. So. But also Truex and Bell basically dominated the entire race. Byron was up mm-hmm. there too, but... Harvick was second. Yep. So uh, he could get his second win. You know, Blaney finished seventh. He's in desperate need of a win now. Uh, as is Truex. I mean, the Toyotas are good there, and we're starting to see bubble walls fire up. Yeah. I, it's going to be another Toyota up front race, I think, uh, unless the Fords, unless yesterday was the Fords figuring it out. But, I mean, Ford and Toyota have been good there at Richmond. I don't know the last time a Chevy won, but I think it was probably maybe Carl Larson in 17 because then Kyle Busch swept. No, no, sorry. Bowman won last April. Yeah, last year when Hendricks was dominating everything. (laughs) But not counting that, it's been quite a while. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's obviously a new car, but last time around the Toyotas were fast as always. So I'm expecting that to happen again this time around. Uh, yeah but harvick is obviously going to be dangerous so um we'll see but could see another first time winner trex could very well put blaney out of the playoffs um even though blaney is in second that's something we're going to talk about as well the whole playoff yeah. shakeup <laughs> happening now um, yeah he's he's had a consistently good all good season if mm-hmm. If the only reason why he doesn't make it is because he doesn't win, I don't think that's right. And I, I think we've said it before. They, sh- they need with this car. They need to look, up, figure out a new championship season. You know, because yeah. if Michael McDowell gets lucky and ca- clicks off a win, should that prevent Ryan Blaney from being in the playoffs? Even though Ryan Blaney was up front almost for a better part of the season. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Blaney's in second. Martin Truex Jr., he's fourth in the standings right now. One point behind third. Sure, they're 120-some points behind Chase Elliott, who's leading. Um, but still, they are like hundreds of points ahead of 16th. They're second and fourth, or maybe even second and third after next week. And they're going to miss the playoffs because they haven't won a race. I mean, sure, if you want to win the championship, win a race. But they're second and third potentially then and not going to be in the playoffs because somebody who's in say 26th 
28th place if McDowell or Kisilowski wins at Daytona, clicks off a win at a super speedway. So 28th place is going to have a shot at a championship, but second and third are not. Like, obviously, that's the system. Everybody knows it. But I'd say top five, top 10 in points always goes in, and then there are six winners or whatever yeah. outside of that. Something, you know, because if you're second and third, after 26 races and you're not going to finish better than 17th because you've not found victory lane. That's, that's wrong. Uh, know, but still, I know they're they're with the, if you're when you're in, they're trying to make the races exciting. Take that mm-hmm. away. Six top 16 in points. Have a good consistent season. You'll get in. Yeah. So, but, and with, with Harvick winning as well. Now that moving tricks out, you know, that's putting pressure on both Blaney and Trex. They basically are in a must-win situation, both of them. Um, yeah. And also now, the guys, you know, behind Kurt Busch, like Austin Dillon, Yale, Justin Haley, Chris Busher, Stenhouse Jr., Custer McDowell, if they win and somebody else in front of them, like Blaney or Trix wins, they're still out of the playoffs because they're so far down in points. So... I mean, it's uh, it's it's starting to become time for Bush to come back as well because if he misses another couple of races, he's going to be out, you know, because there are too many winners. So it's it's just it's shaping up to be a chaotic end of the season, no matter what happens here. Yeah, I, and that's what they want. But at some point, I every podcast is saying that all the ones that they quote unquote listen to are mm-hmm. saying that the points need to be looked at. So maybe. I NASCAR is experiencing a boom. They need to tweak some things. But we we could go back to the popularity of the mid-90s, 2000s. But they, they need to fix some things. Not everything, but there are some small details that need to be fixed. And, you know, it could be very impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, looking forward to Richmond coming up, um, getting closer, getting closer to Daytona. I think we're three weeks away. Yeah. So. A short track, a road course, and a super speedway is what we got left. Man, <laughs> I I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Anything can. I mean, we've seen Chris Buescher and Michael McDowell be – consistently good at road courses this year mm-hmm. Watkins Glen is one of those places I where really anything can happen so who knows well anyway um I think that's we really touched most of the bases for yesterday yeah. uh hope everybody enjoyed the conversation uh conversation and we'll be back with you next week after Richmond so have a good rest of your day <laughs>